G'day folks, this is Hang On To Your Hat with me old mate there, Derek Myers. I'm Dan Lee, and in the studio we've got Ben Lee, my brother. This is episode six. Dad, Daddy, you're a naughty boy. <laughs> These days, fatherhood is everywhere. You can't get away from it. Not the blokes haven't tried. If you're not a father, you've got a father. You're a son of a dad or a daughter of a bloke. But either way, being a dad is no picnic. The fear, the anger, the confusion and... Well, the love, of course. (laughs) Derek Myers and Dan Lee, together with their special guests, are here to share the highs and lows, the joys and the agony of being a modern dad. But most of all, to let you know that you're not alone. Jesus, Derek, it really makes it sound like everything's going to be okay, that jingle, doesn't it? Well, it really it, makes you go, God, I, th- I think it's going to be all right. I think we're going to cope. We are, Don't and it is. Fooled. Don't because be we, fooled. Because we've got Ben. We've got Ben. To tell us how it's done. My brother yes, Ben. witnessing the well-oiled machine. <laughs> <laughs> ben, my Studio brother secrets. Ben, otherwise known as Tuffy, uh, for reasons we won't go into at the moment. Yeah, yeah, no, I Probably. got asked to explain that recently. It's not good. Oh, oh, good. I was, I was, that was on my, that was <laughs> no. on my mental notes to us. No, just right, watch the movie that. Out of Sight. Yeah, it's an, ir- <clears throat> it's, it's an ironic title because he's actually a great big softie. That's right. Oh, yeah. it's disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Not remotely tough. So we've been trying. We've been trying to get him in here for ages because he is one of you're one of the one of the listeners, one of the listeners, and and Me you, mum. Yeah, you mum and Doctor Higgins, and um, you've uh, been shouting at the the fucking what is it? You've already listened to that podcast in radio, shouting abuse at us from afar. That's right, in the car. Now, what's the damage for you? You've got two kids. What's kitties. the damage? You know. <laughs> Head count. Got, uh, got, I'm pretending we haven't known each got other. Got two before. boys, uh, 10 and 13, uh, and one's very close to getting bigger than me. So that's uh, Man, that's, that's frightening. Scary. So uh, he's one and a half shoe sizes bigger than me already, so it's uh, it's in the post. Too too big to cuddle, too old to batter. <laughs> well, if you wear cool Something shoes, like do you wear cool shoes? you wear cool shoes? Yeah. Uh, yeah kind of, I guess. Nine, they're is back. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you're in a safe place. So there must be, if they're shoes, that I, I, maybe with girls more, but let's say you've got one pair of cool sneakers. Your kids, when they're a little bit too big, they're going to wear them. Yeah. If they can, unless you're super strict. But as soon as they're bigger than you, you're safe. You're free. He's, yeah, he's not going to be able to pinch my shoes. Yeah, he's oh, I can't pinch your shoes. shoes. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's stealing Think my about clothes. Think Yeah. I mean, I'm safe because they're just not going to want to wear anything I've got. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll always fit into them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I, I've, I, I occasionally um, buy, like with Missy's influence, buy a nice shirt or something or expensive clothing and I think fuck you can actually there's actually nice clothes out there that don't fit like a bag and but recently I just went fuck it I'm going back to bonds and I, all I wear now is bonds t- t-shirts and and bonds tracksuit pants yeah just keep it com- simple completely abandon it so the odds of the kids wanting to wear my clothes are very slim did you what, know Albert Einstein yeah, had, I, know this. I don't know if yeah. this is true or not yeah, but yeah. I've been saying it for yeah. decades had seven was it a seven identical brown suits? Yeah. Because oh, right. he didn't want to waste brain power That's deciding right. what to wear in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just feel when I go to Kmart and I only ever wear $2 a pair black undies. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they, they're 
better wow. than anything, right? They're all the same. I don't we know. Made it. No one knows whether I've had them on for three days or one. <laughs> yeah, they've got to be black for sure. We made it hard for the kids because we got those undies with the day of the week on them. Oh, yeah. You know those undies? With the heads. Oh, yeah. oh, and Lenny started getting teased at school because he was wearing the wrong day of the week and someone was dacking him and stuff. And Yeah, we had those with socks. Oh, and then they're all... The, you should never have done it. You see the difference in your kids, though. You know what's coming when one of them just doesn't wears one Thursday and one St Kilda, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and the other one's like, "I've got no socks. What's this? No, that's Tuesday. That's right. I can't do it." Yeah, it's, so, it's oh, fraught. you're two different guys. The yeah. OCD versus the loose. Yeah, Lenny's pretty loose. He's not too worried about. He wasn't worried about what day of the week it was until other kids started hassling him about it. Yeah, and he's a bit well, like who that. Is? He's going to waste is? brain power on that. So. Yeah, exactly. I've just. Did you find an overwhelming urge to just let it all go when, when you had kids? Like <laughs> I, I feel like everyone talks about it. Like I can just now I can finally just be mental. I can just be kind of crazy. I didn't have, I have the to, urge to. I didn't have the urge to and I just assumed it was I had permission to. Yeah, you're allowed to be a dad. <laughs> I've always had the urge like to. I don't, I don't care what I look like anymore. Yeah. Like I went out to the theatre the other night to an opening fucking mm. night mm. with vomit down the back of my jacket. Nice. Yeah. Which used to was be it your car. vomit or? <laughs> That's what I was yeah, yeah. <laughs> Must have been a – close your windows when you're vomiting. Yeah. <laughs> if it's your kid's close vomit, it's okay. It just looks like I've come That's from – well, back then it was the punters club. You know, I had vomit on me for days, but I didn't know it. I think it justifies you being a dag once you're a dad. Like suddenly you're allowed to be oh. a dag and say all those terrible jokes. I um, I think I told you, Dan, I dropped Lenny off at primary school about six months ago and I, without even having any control over it, I barked out the window at him as oh, yeah. I dropped him off, Ooh. which is exactly what dad used to do to us and yeah. embarrass the shit out of us. Yeah. And it came out. Yeah. I don't know where it came from. And yeah. my journey towards the dark side was complete. Yeah, exactly. Barking <laughs> at them. Do you know what I do with unbelievable fucking pleasure is when, whenever Sammy doesn't want to do something, I don't want to go to the park or I don't want to go somewhere, I go, oh, no, no, that's fair enough. I tell you what, let's just have a nice, quiet lie down. <laughs> We're just going to turn the lights off, just lie down quietly for a while. That's very good for you. I'll go to the park. Yeah, park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or I'll go anywhere. But my old man used to always offer us to have a bit of a lie down. Why don't you have a bit of a lie down? And we hated it. Now I can't think of anything greater than having a bit of a lie down. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, it's so funny to hear myself using that with Sammy. Oh, Did you mate. stop dead in your tracks the first time you actually heard yourself say, only boring people get bored? <laughs> no, I haven't, <laughs> have I haven't used oh, that one yet. <laughs> There's water in the tap. There's water in the tap. Yeah, it's a classic. Mum used things. to say that all the time. Oh, There's yeah, water man. in the tap. Oh, we already covered, I'll give you something to cry about, yeah. which is, like, still affected me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's water. I know there's fucking water. I know there's water in the tap. Of course there's water right. in the tap. Well, no, this is what I'm asking. But there for. isn't. They were wrong. Really? It's not in the tap. No, it's in no, the pipes. It's waiting somewhere else. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> yeah, you definitely say those things, don't you? And you hear it coming out of your mouth and uh, you can't stop it. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I'm thirsty. Oh, hi, thirsty. My name's Ben. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. It's terrible. You're an ambulance. And that's the same as the clothes thing. You can let yeah. go of any inhibitions about whether something's funny because they just have to listen. There's, yeah. <laughs> there, was some comedian, there was some comedian talking about the day his old man decided he was just letting it all go. He, he was going to stop pretending to be sane. And he ended like, and he just came to dinner and his <laughs> wife runs all the time and he just got around the house and wife runs and then he'd do stuff like hide in the front, hide in the hedge 
to try and surprise him when he'd come home at night. This is a teenage thing wow. or something. Like his dad just went, you know what, that's it now. I've been, you know, I've held it together. Yeah, yeah. I've held all the crazy urges at bay, all all your upbringing. Now I'm just yeah, I'm naked. I'm going to eat fucking prawns. On the, wear a moo-moo. Wear, yeah, yeah. wear a Lady <laughs> Diana <laughs> moo-moo. It's funny when they do, when you teach them, like I, every breakfast I'd make noises at them, little songs, torment them. And now when they do that back to me, I get really irritated. <laughs> yes. And then I realise, yes. oh, no, I've, I've trained them that way. Yeah, right. So, yeah, yeah. so we go to yeah. the kinder. So we go to the kinder and some kid goes, hello, Sammy. And Sammy looks at me and, and goes, who's that? And I'm like, this is, you've known this kid for two years. Oh, don't look at him. Don't talk to him. He, he don't, won't talk to the kid. And also he just talks. monkey see, monkey do. He talks it? in fucking gibberish. <laughs> he goes, you say, what would you like for dinner? <laughs> Tinky Pompoo. So, and it, it's gotten to the point where he is just, it is 100% gibberish. You're just jealous because he's multilingual. <laughs> unless, unless you get a doll or a toy and you ask him a question as the toy. So I go, hello, Sammy. What did you get up to today? Well, actually, thank you for asking. I, was, I had a wonderful day at kinder and uh, I met a few of my best friends, Tom, James, Sam, blah, blah. So he can talk with absolute clarity as long as it's talking it's not to you. through the proxy of, of a Muppet of some oh. sort. But I realised that all these things that were giving us the fear are just things I've trained him to do. Yeah, of course, of yeah. course. So there's, yeah. no, there's well... You know, we'll see how he goes. He, he, he could be, who knows what's Well, anyone going could on. be anything. You, you just kind of, I mean, you, you do that, you know, There's are, all sorts of things. You go, oh, I wonder if they're that. I wonder if they're that. I wonder if yeah. that's normal. Oh, yeah, you can get so into that, that cycle. Non-stop torment yeah. for you yeah. what's is normal? wondering this, is wondering what, what's happening now. What's normal for a four-year-old particularly? What the, what is normal? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're mental. They're, they're, they're trying all sorts of stuff out. But I would love to be a fly on the wall in someone else's house just to see... You know what? What it is? What they do? What, what, while they're being their kids being while, while suspiciously being, autistic, or while, they're, <laughs> while, well, while their kids are being odd, because when you ask other parents, you say, "Geez, my kid's doing this crazy stuff." They go, "Oh, don't even talk to me about it." <laughs> exactly. We didn't yeah. sleep for eighteen months. Oh yeah, and yeah, my kid yeah. did nothing but stood on his head and whistled Dixie <laughs> for three years, and then you go, "No, that can't be right." But I so I want a hidden you're not camera. Alone. On a hidden camera in someone's kitchen and stuff to just see what is what kind of batshit crazy their kids doing. Yeah. Because you know they're capable of being sane. You don't need a hidden camera. You need a podcast that talks <laughs> to different dads every week. I've told you before. Nothing brings me more pleasure than when I'm walking along the street and I hear other parents screaming at their children. <laughs> and I go, oh, yeah. oh, thank God, I'm not the only one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I'm sure it's madness in everyone's house and they all scream at each other. Our, our neighbour's a senior detective and that makes it even worse because we can hear us screaming. So, um, yeah. Did you yeah, ever yeah. pull the... Too, too did close. you ever pull the... Too close. Right, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to take you down to him. He's going to take <laughs> oh, no. you to prison if you do that again. No, That's I, illegal. I did threaten to make Lenny move in with him when Lenny decided he was going to barrack for St Kilda. So, uh, Good call, Lenny. Yeah. Let's bring him in here and have a real chat. We're, we're at Carlton and I said, yeah, you can barrack for St Kilda. Lee next door barracks for St Kilda. So let's pack your bag. Off you go. He's a nice and, chap. And he changed fit his in mind. just fine. I'd like to talk about a footy. I know it's oh not really God. a thing, Dan, but there's three of us here. Yeah, footy, footy parenting is yeah. a fascinating topic because there is, it does touch on all the kinds of brainwashing that all parents do, but it really is 
a bit more just a bit more justifiable and a bit more passionate and no one judges you for it. You really brainwash the shit out of your kids as much well, as you can. They've got no choice. In my mind, they've got uh, no choice. No, I had no I, I, choice. I mean, I like so. that aspect of it. Yeah. Like, if I liked football, the aspect of being able to just totally indoctrinate and brainwash your kids for no real reason other than a foot. I, I like that. It's just that I don't like football, it's sadly. It's good practice. Couldn't I introdu- indoctrinate them into Maoism or something? Something else? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't it be <laughs> narco syndicalism? Anything. I don't know. It proves that you can. Yeah, definitely but also, with footy you have. But no when choice. they jump ship, that's a bit weird, isn't they it? They can't. They're not allowed to. You're you're not you're not I'm the filth. Carlton. Carlton. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's the filth, right? No, Unless it's Collingwood. Colling- yeah, right. <laughs> so I had no choice. I guess the only way I feel sorry for them is is that Carlton are shit now. So when I was a kid, Carlton were were amazing. It was in oh, the eighties, and we were killing it. So, yeah, not but uh, but I had no choice. Prick. They have no choice. <laughs> I was horrified to learn that Dad barracked for a different football team till he was about seven. Never forgave him for that. An early so. flip. Mm. You, you, mm. You, you have yet again allowed nostalgia to ruin your children's lives. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you by, got to, some things you've got to endure, better. you know. Yeah, true. Well, I was talking to someone the other day about the, you know, the real brainwashing thing about teams, and it is hard being St Kilda. Yeah. It's very, very hard. Like, and I'm, I know I'm, I'm a little bit triggered by... Um, <laughs> Flipping teams, yeah. Because I had in my when I was in primary school, every it felt like every week, you know, you're all fairly. It was a fair spread in the eastern suburbs of different teams. It didn't matter where you were or from. No one was from St Kilda. Yeah, yeah, it's sure. Outrageous. Yeah. So it felt like every week on a Monday, there'd be another little prick who jumped ship <laughs> that was until me. there was only two or three St. Kilda. St Kilda. Do you know what yeah. I used to love doing? Yeah. But then you get that pride thing, like the people that are on the internet going, yeah. I've never seen one episode of Game of Thrones. It's like, oh, yeah. oh stiff shit. Who cares? Uh. I used to like saying, I used to like jumping ship with whoever was on top. Just barracking for whoever was on that's top of the ladder. That's, that's not what a bad. My mother does. Well, that's not a bad. Yeah, but that's your strategy for life. But it's infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's isn't that your goal? Zero loyalty. Mum's got yeah, six no loyalty. teams, so one of them's always doing well. So <laughs> doesn't make not sense. Yeah. It's classic Melbourne Cup technique. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're always going to back a winner if you back everybody. Yeah. That one thing triggered me or piqued my interest was yeah. that, um, you know, dad of the week bit that you're talking about, oh, or yes. when you've done something. Uh, Amazing as a dad. That was right? another one of our, our yeah. weekly things that we only did once. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it twice. Because we couldn't off. think of any other good fathering moments. <laughs> and laser tag reminded me of it. And I remember I, for Lenny's ninth birthday, I organised um, this dude to meet us in the bush for, for laser tag with like proper oh. sort of looking rifles. Oh, wow. It was like military grade and it was all in the bush and I, I thought I was a hero dad and let him have a good time and play with them but don't get too involved. Oh, well, <laughs> something, something took over and I went full platoon. Oh, good work. <laughs> I, remember, I remember running for revenge. the flag and nearly vomiting because I was running so hard platoon style and I was, so, I was kind of – I was stoked to win, whip them, but I was kind of ashamed of myself too. <laughs> oh, they got to see that though. That's fantastic. <laughs> Did you just cane them? I couldn't pull it's back. It's like it wasn't paintball. That's right. We played laser tag on the weekend. Again, I couldn't hold back. I just had to <laughs> nail as many little kids as I could. <laughs> fantastic. So, There's yeah. a quote for the uh, Instagram. Yeah. In context. There's probably a lot of parents out there who, who go to laser tag just to, just to take out loads of kids to really flog them on this game. 
Yeah, well, we went last oh. week and there was dozens of them because it was school holidays. All these little <laughs> six-year-olds. So me and Henry and Lenny against all these six-year-olds. Is that the full bush one or the No, this was just an indoor one. Yeah. It was like a times only one. And uh, just just picking them off like flies. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't. You try and hold back on that competitive side, and I just can't. I just can't do it. No, yeah. Why? Why would you? I don't, I don't know. If they're not going to hurt them. Yeah. No. I think kids are in danger. I think my wife's a bit like that. She she'll go full. You know, even when the kids are little, we go let them, honey. Let, let them have a win. Let them have a little win. Get no vote. <laughs> <laughs> that, that teaches them something as well. Because yeah. all they get is bloody winning. They've had the whole week of winning. <laughs> exactly. This is my chance they, to win. They beat me at about eight arguments, and now I'm going to beat them at tennis. <laughs> and then they get a trophy for coming third or last. Hey, Ben, let me, I want to talk some, about some memories. Oh, okay. I've got a special treat in my box of tricks. Ooh. <laughs> wow, Zeke. <laughs> I absolutely love that. And you know what I've had all... Give us the background. You can tell me what happened there. Uh, so, yeah, my kids are going to hear that one day too, aren't they? Like yeah. they're going to hear this podcast. Yeah, it's a character. It's a character. Like, uh, it is a character. I like when they saw me smoking a, a joint in Amsterdam and they had to explain that one. It's holidays. Yeah. And yeah. didn't you it's say that, that the, the funny thing is that it's, you know, you don't want to say it's a cigarette or was that you, Derek? No, it was what's me. What's worse? But what's worse, telling them you smoked a cigarette or telling them you smoked a joint? I panicked and went, yeah, I definitely don't want them to know that smoking's okay. Yeah. And it was, oh, well, it's, it's legal in Amsterdam. Mm. A bit like having a beer. So I had one. Yeah, right. And there so, you go. Yeah, it's okay to do, it's okay to experiment after you're 40. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. It's okay to get tattoos after you're 40. Yeah. So you did the song. The, this The Zeke one, that yeah. was when I was in a shared house with Daryl. And, um, yeah, it's a character, right? But <laughs> there, uh, he'd, just rec- he'd record me going on a rant. I'd yeah. usually be quite refreshed. And then he'd go away and he'd, he'd mix it Moby style and come back with something like that. Because he couldn't, he was using stuff from Big Lebowski and he couldn't use... Right, know, right, he was right. going to get issues with um, copyright. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he had to get you into some kind of state. Yeah. And I was then you would channel that and he'd record it. And back in those in. days, I was usually in some kind of state. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'd just rant and then he'd disappear for a few days and come back with. So we did about half a dozen of those. So, mm. uh, yeah. Hey, listen, what, 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 the, what the fuck are you going to do? Speaking of getting in a state, uh, uh, an intoxication state. Now that you've got a teenager mm. and and another one following close behind, I mean, what what is your plan? Because I mean, we've talked a little bit about this, but I'm still. We, I mean, with Doc, just to with Doctor Higgins, we talked about the importance of just having a good dialogue and relationship with the kids yeah. because you can't. I mean, I've got to assume that the kids are going to do. God forbid what I've done or more or different mm, or whatever. Mm. So, so the only insurance policy I've got is is a good relationship. But yeah. what, what are your thoughts on it? So, so how, yeah, how I agree. To... A good relationship. You've got to be really honest mm. um, and a power of example. So they don't see me drink or right. anything like that. I don't. Well, I don't drink anymore either, and they don't yeah. see that. Um, they've seen um, sort of 
um, family members, not immediate family members, but family members yeah. um, sort of getting way too drunk. And um, and I've explained to them, you know, that uh, such and such uh, probably shouldn't drink because it makes him sick. You can see he's... He's, he's a bit crook. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I've said that's why I don't drink anymore because it makes me a bit sick and a bit crazy too. So I think... See, I worry it, about it, that even. I mean, I work because we both don't drink. And, mm. and, and, and though that's a good thing mm. for us, I do wonder, I worry about the rebellion against that. But again, I suppose if you've got a good relationship I think with your you kids, can't, they're not going to do that anyway. I think you can't make a big deal of it. Yeah. So I'm pretty matter of fact about it. I'm honest when they ask. So it's like with sex, I'm, when they ask, you know, Lenny asked me, why do you get a stiff doodle? And then I say about, you know, a yeah. man gets an erection, then he puts his penis in the woman's vagina, and then I turn to them, I say, do you want to know more? And they go, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so That's a good technique. That's right. right. Off with information. You really, them, you really detailed honesty. Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, and so the same with drinking and the same with, same with pot and stuff as well. So I tried to be like with the Amsterdam thing. I so if it comes up, you talk about yeah, it in we'll talk some about fashion it. or other. There's some really good shows on Netflix. and two, One is Rick and Morty. And the other one is um, Big Mouth. Big Mouth's really good because it's about a 13-year-old boy going through puberty and um, he's got a hormone monster that follows him around and tells him to wank <laughs> oh, and do all yeah. these terrible that. things. But they're really good because they've got, maybe not Rick and Morty so much, but Big Mouth, there's kind of good values through it, but they're risque enough for the kids to know, oh, I shouldn't be watching this. But they're a really good opportunity to talk about stuff. Right. So they're crude so, and rude yeah. and stuff, but, but the... But, but the the values and the moral thing behind good. it's good. Yeah. It's not, yeah. And it gives you an opportunity to talk about it. So yeah, while yeah. little Johnny and the thing is marrying and fucking his pillow, he can talk about appropriate wanking techniques and stuff. So I, <laughs> I know that sounds full on, but yeah, I'd just be really, really honest. Um, mm. And that's what I've tried to do with the drinking and smoking stuff. They're already getting educated at school. So Henry's oh, being, yeah. he mentioned something about speed. Well, that guy looks he's on like he's on speed. And I'm like, what? Yeah, but he's he's learned about that at school, so um, yeah, he's learned it from teachers as well as just from he's learned no learn it from teachers about bad drugs and yeah yeah, you know you've got to say all drugs are bad but then you scale it back to well in some countries smoking a joint's less damaging than having a beer but you know ice is terrible and heroin's terrible and all that so I don't know when we get there but I think we're going to practice a bit of the don't don't tell don't ask routine so i'd rather them be at home doing that stuff in the man shed mm. but i also don't want to condone it so i think it's sort of a bit of um yeah you know, that's hard. best way mm. to describe it is don't ask don't tell although my kids are quite their rebellion is they're quite my older boy anyway is quite prudish you yeah. know he won't maybe that's uh, his rebellion i think so yeah. or maybe he wants you to think he's yeah. prudish no no he's a real yeah, stickler no. for the rules yeah yeah so uh, whereas the younger one's a bit wild so, uh, really? I thought it would be the other way around. No, it's usually the younger ones, isn't it? So, yeah, uh, maybe. Well, my, yeah, yeah. my big brother used to come home, and he was just smarter than me, full stop, still yeah, is. Tricky. So, yeah, so he, he would come home literally with vomit on his clothes <laughs> from, <laughs> from, from studying his at his friend's house. <laughs> oh, I'm going to study at my friend's house in Blackburn. And he'd, and he'd come home with, in a terrible state with vomit on him from yeah. Marsala or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're a, and, and yeah, okay, or whatever. Nothing. 
Well, I think the parents wanted to leave. Fought tooth and nail to be allowed to go to a party, right? And to be allowed to and I bet take you're a, a little bottle of Southern Comfort with me. It's like mm. no, you were too up. Do you know? I, do you know? Remember, yeah. remember, mix. Like I, you always have a mate in high school who's who can get away with more than you can, and you kind of get connected to them and and my mate Mick used to have parties when his parents went away so we're like 16 or 17 something like that relatively old I suppose but his and he was they were sort of Catholic family and he he I had long hair so he was he was all kind of clean cut and and St. Bede's boy and I would um I would uh They'd be always asking about me, about whether I smoked pot or whether my old my dad took drugs and stuff. I don't know yeah. why. They just were sure that I was probably the the problem, yeah, yeah. you know. But he would have these parties where his parents would go away, and we would invite everyone in the English speaking world to the party, mm. and and then and they would just destroy. The place yeah. and, vo- and and vacuum. I remember him vacuuming up the vomit. Ugh. Speaking of, oh, like there was a trail of vomit down the thing, and he got the vacuum cleaner out, vacuumed the vomit, put it back in the cupboard. Job's oh, done, quick oh. as you like, no problem. And that was and and th- that was the same time we we went to the Bo Morris Hotel in the in the Datsun One Twenty Y with eleven people. Jesus. We had we had it's a two door, isn't it? Yeah, and we had oh. like four in the back, no, five in the back, two on the roof, one oh. on the bonnet. You know, all this but shit. Do you think that's like, a, a product of conservative upbringing where, yeah. you know, like, it's the clean yeah, yeah. cut guy who goes to private school whose parents don't really talk to him openly and honestly about yeah. all this stuff? It's interesting that they're usually the ones that are. That are feral. Well, that's right, and do the dangerous stuff. You you would hope, you know, like because because you can't control them every hour of the day, but at no. least you can create an environment where they feel like it's all like like because then he wouldn't have needed to wait till they go away and then invite everyone into the house to to mm. destroy it and burn every letterbox in the street, you yeah. know, like hopefully, you know, because the it's the only insurance policy you've got, right? I'm I'm really careful about <laughs> casting any judgment on any of that stuff because I know that when I get there, it's going to be harder than I think, or I'm going to look back and change yeah, my mind yeah, on what I right. said a year ago. True, it's um, True. it's the first thing you learn, isn't yeah. it? Like, like, oh, no child of mine will ever say they hate me <laughs> straight away. <laughs> Three, bang, tick, gone. <laughs> right, and all these things you say, yeah. oh, they're not going to talk back. They're going to respect me. They're going to, yeah. yeah we're, and we're, you know that. So you, you're. It looks like you're in the same. You've got the right attitude where you've gone. This is how I'm going to try and tackle it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd have to be an absolute dickhead to go, that should work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh, no. you've got to be adapting all the time to everything that comes up because they're going to change their personality. And they're different to every other kid, so you can't take anyone's right. advice. Yeah, and then other kids get involved. I mean, definitely, and you've got to be prepared to change it up. So things that work from a disciplined perspective, you have a, the chart with the stars and that works for a bit or you have you have to be prepared to change it up all the time or yeah. be be flexible. Um yeah, and it's funny. The things that I used to get angry at my parents for, I understand now. Like yeah, my, yeah. my big one yeah. with dad was, oh, you're not, you're not listening. You're not being present. And I used to get really cranky about yeah. that. Now I realise after having a 10-year-old rant at me for three hours nonstop about Fortnite or something, forgive me if I'm not listening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Forgive me if I'm passive li- listening. It's, it's, uh, a, it's hard to listen to that yeah, sometimes. Oh, like there's so much f- guilt. When I, fo- I actually hear... 
re, you know, you hear the replay of what you've just said. Yeah, yeah. And you've just said, "Oh, listen, mate, it's it, I. I really have had enough listening to <laughs> yeah. Fortnite. Like, I'm I'm just not interested enough right now." <laughs> right, then you go, about oh, something fuck, else. what have I just done? Yeah. What a prick. That's his interest in all that, but it's but not. Again, but, he's but, not. He's just selfishly just running his brain off because he can't play it right now. Yeah, yeah. So he's just really just doing his hobby. Where's the line, right? This is what Scott Edgar talked about this um, uh, between nurturing everything and being present. I mean, look, present, you need to be present. There's no doubt. And that's very hard to do, especially with iPhones and stuff. But he was saying how, on on the other hand as well, you don't want to give them the wrong impression about the world. He said he's, he jokingly said his job is to let them know that the world is not their oyster. Yeah. The, well, the, you know, some of it, the world's not going to listen to you all the time. Yeah. we got to, look, we can love them yeah. and we can... And we can explain ourselves, yeah. perhaps, and say, look, I'm sorry I'm not present at the moment. But, yeah, where's the line? Well, yeah, you can't. Not everyone's going to listen, be complete in the real world. It's no. sort of... In fact, some yeah, people I'm, are going to give you a smack in the fucking mouth. Well, I've if, said if that you, to them before. Stop being know. a bully, mate. <clears throat> One day someone's going to come along and punch you in the head. Happened yeah. to me in year eight. I was really <laughs> cocky and a smartass, yeah. and this kid destroyed me. Um, mm. At Morty High, and that kind of put me down a rung and made me sort of uh, step back a bit. I probably needed it. Yeah. Um, it's going to happen. I mean, the thing is, you, those lessons are going to be learned somewhere. Well, look, and I think sometimes too, when you make mistakes or you crack the shit, so I, I absolutely screamed at them a few weeks ago. I, right. I fully unleashed in the car, screaming and swearing. It was more of a plead to stop because I'd had them all day and they'd been bickering all day. Yeah. I think I told you about it. It yeah, was yeah. this. Please stop that. Don't do that. Please mm. stop that. Can't, don't, you don't stop. You stop. Please stop that. And it had gone on for hours Reason and hours. doesn't work. Oh, it had gone on for hours and mm. hours. And finally I snapped in the car and just unloaded. Um, and sure, I felt bad about it and I talked to them about it later saying that wasn't cool that I cracked the shits, but you guys got me to that point. Yeah. And, and sometimes I've said to them when I've screamed, congratulations, you've got me here. You clearly wanted to get me here. I'm here now and let, let's do it. Um but I think that also teaches them. That's what happens in the real world. If you if you go nagging the shit out of someone in the real world, yeah. they're eventually going to tell you to fuck off or whack yeah. you. So yeah. um, the difference the difference is that you you know you're you can be human and lose mm. it at some point, but you will continue to talk to them and you will use that as a point of reference. You'll yeah. say you know this is not the way my ideal way of communicating with you, but this. Yeah. Is, I think that all matters, right? Absolutely. I mean, I I think you're teaching them as well by saying, hey, listen, I'm not proud of screaming, you know. That's the key to everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, that I'm probably running a bit parallel in that way. I do lose my shit yeah. and let them have it. Yeah. And I almost immediately, cool, the cool off is really quick. Yeah. Because you're shocked as yeah. well yourself. What's yeah, the you pressure? Right? You haven't yeah. whacked them or anything. You yeah, just, yeah. Like, you've just yeah. gone, rah. But you yeah. release you lost the pressure. It going, I can't take this anymore. And then, yeah. and then you, and then they, while they're in shock, they get the reason. Yeah. It's like the whole dog thing. So, you know, like there's no point rubbing their nose in the poo they did yesterday kind of thing <laughs> yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and they, they get, a, they get, this is what happened, right? Yeah. You've already, I've come home. You've already made mum super cranky. Yeah. Right. Why don't you talk about me? No, I'm not just – I'm talking to the kids. Yeah. <laughs> You've made mum super cranky. <laughs> it's part Dangerous of a strategy, right? Yeah. And I'm already a bit cross Yeah. because that's not how I want to yeah. come home, yeah. right? 
And I said, and you're this close to getting me super cranky. You don't want that. It's just no. stupid. And then everyone's su- everyone in the whole house is super cranky. I'm a race car no, in the red, and you don't want that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the fact that you can, communi- but the, can, you can communicate these. Uh, as soon as you the, can. The, yeah. the, reality, the, the problem I've got is that both of mine, well, look, Luna's just a baby. I don't have a problem with her. But Sammy's still just t- slightly too young to really even be able to, look, he doesn't speak, he speaks gibberish for Christ's sake. And it's very hard even yet to deliver because, but there, there are moments when, when I can bring it down a level and I can just talk with him and go, look, what's going on here? I, I'm feeling really stressed about this. You're obviously upset. What can we do to make this better? Do you don't want to get in the car? So what should, what are we going to do? Because we have to go home. It's it. You know what I mean? I can do a bit of that. Yeah. But he's also limited by his age and his... Uh, he thing. won't comprehend a lot of that. He too. won't comprehend You've a lot got of to it. Be but careful it, of over-explaining, I think. Yeah, exactly. But but there's also a diffusing that happens. Yeah, I just have to yourself, be, be, myself and mm. him, because he gets at four. He just goes into crazy mode, as do I. Yeah. But even just taking that time to then stop it and diffuse it, and and yes, try not to give him more than he can handle. It's, yeah. it's hard, but I feel like when he's maybe five or six or seven, at least. You can have this kind of ongoing conversation about cause and effect and results. And anyway, yeah, look, it gets better. I reckon it gets the way I describe it is easier and more challenging. So yeah, it gets right. easier because you're not you're not changing nappies and carrying all this shit with anymore. But more challenging because they're going to call you on stuff or yeah. question yeah, stuff yeah. or or pull you up on stuff. So yeah. Henry's big on the rules and all. Let me know if I've done. You know, like yeah. we were saying before, you have to. <laughs> you have to hide some of your behaviours because you've got a few eyes on you now. Hence so. the music in the background. Can you yeah. hear that? Yeah. Ben's kids are outside the uh, studio and we've fired up the old computer and just cranked out some Aussie, Aussie. Uh, what would like, you call it? Psychedelic uh, garage. Stone of metal. Psychedelic stone garage. <laughs> They're out so there with I don't want them to know my tricks. Um, yeah, look, it's it's hard. That they've Look... They've also got to know, I don't know, well, my sense, I've read a lot of parenting books and stuff, but in the end I, I had to abandon that and follow instinct because you can get caught up in guilt about what you're not doing right, what you're doing yeah. wrong or could be doing right, and it's going to be different for every household yeah. and kid and environment and stuff. Um, but for my boys, they also have to know, this might not be overly popular, but they have to know not to fuck with me. So they have to know in the background, deep down, when he's serious, don't fuck with him. Yep. Because I've got no, what did they call it in Seinfeld? I've got no hand. So if I've got no hand, how can I, how can I, yeah. I've got to use that power sparingly, but they've got to know when it comes to right. the crunch. Yeah. Or don't, don't. Yeah, because when it comes to the crunch, like in, if we're talking on a kind of biological level, as a parent, as a father, mm. there would be a point at which every, the kids have to just bloody do what they're told because there's a lion about to eat everyone yeah. or whatever. Or you're in traffic or there's some kind of dangerous thing. They need to know that there's some and, – and to trust it, I suppose, too, yeah. to be able to trust that you're as, – as long as you're not doing it willy-nilly, just, you know, lashing out. That's a huge lesson for their whole lives, <clears throat> to be able to just stop running your fucking mouth off yeah. and observe the world around you and what's about to fuck with you, what lion's yeah. about to what jump line, out of the bush. Yeah. There's a reason why I said – Stop, stop now. Mm. I'm not fucking with you while you're running off there. Yeah. It's because I can see a fucking ute pulling yeah, out yeah, of a driveway yeah. over yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is yeah. when, yes. when they're little, this yeah. kind of stuff. And that, that's a very forever. particular thing. That's like you've just got to 
all I the had book, to trust the instantly. Even, even the totally touchy so. feely books say there's got yeah. there's situations where you they have to be you have to be able to just get things to safety before you do anything. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes that has to be, you know, they've had a, when they were little, they've had a smack on the bum over their jeans. I know that's not popular, but if they're about to run on the road, how do I explain to a three-year-old, if you run on that road, you're going to die? I can't explain that. A whack on the bum, they don't do it again. That's why Um, it's easier later on. Yeah. When they're five, you go, you'll have your brains mushed all over the road. Yeah, yeah. And you can explain (laughs) it. They go, (laughs) But also offset all that with, I make sure they get plenty of love as well. So lots of cuddles and lots of telling them I love you. They spent years waking me up at five in the morning, getting into bed with me. We'd have group cuddles. So they know that I love them and I've got their back, but yeah. they also have to know that at this stage, I'm the ultimate authority for them. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and and then later on, there'll be other ultimate authorities like, I don't know, the police and the government and all these things and aren't going to allow you to just Social do whatever security. the fuck you want. Social security. <laughs> so I've had, look, I've had, and- it it again comes back to the fact that you it's not like um, a parent who might just just not give a shit and not yeah. even question or to discuss it and then just gives them a whack or tells them to shut up without there being any ongoing kind of process of learning and training. Yeah. They know you love them. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've recently I had that problem with the meltdowns of not knowing yeah. of taking it personally and yeah. turning into a toddler myself, mm. which is to do with just old stuff that's been yeah. reawoken. But I had a thing the other day uh, after I handled the meltdown in the supermarket better by just kind of coming down his level and accepting that he's four and he doesn't know what he's doing. Mm. So then I, <clears throat> at home, he was behaving in a way that I wasn't going to accept with the baby. And I said, you can't do that. You just can't do that. I'm not going to let you do it. You, you'll have to go outside. And and he almost, I don't know if you've had this, where he almost wanted to have a meltdown, mm. they 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 get full of emotion or something, and and he kept pushing it, kept pushing it, knowing that I was going to say, "All right, you've got to go outside." Now, I didn't force him outside; he went willingly, and he burst into tears, and he was very upset. And I said, "It's okay, you can cry, mm. but you're not coming back in until you behave properly." And and he sat there and he stared at me through the glass, crying like a soul in torment. <laughs> it was like he was imagining that I hated him or something. But he and, and he just kind of let it out and let it out. And I just I didn't I just said it's okay. You you can keep crying or whatever. And and I just I didn't treat him like he was a freak mm. for for being for emotions. emotions. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually, I just got I just knelt down and he was out there staring at me. And he just ran in and gave me a big hug. And mm, I, I gave beautiful. him a big hug mm. back. And I just said, it's all right. It's all right. You know, we all get, we all get, sometimes it's good to cry. And he, and he, that was a situation mm. where it was clear that he needed to, mm. to release something. But that was an amazing moment for me to realize that some, I could have fucked that up mm. by just getting angry at him and, and telling him to shut. Mm. Look, there's times where you have to save their life. Yeah. And then there's, t- anyway. I've got one where you, to get that kind of situation. Keep in mind, there's also, it's also not just the situation. They've also just got sudden rushes of hormones, oh, yeah. Yeah, doing yeah. all kinds of crazy shit all through forever. Yeah, yeah, right. And just imagine that that imagine they're just suddenly neck half a bottle of vodka. Yeah, right. And then and then the, the <laughs> but it's fast track the reaction and the and then their sobering up period is so fast yeah. so you just go i can't reason with you yeah right because you're my paro mate yeah, <laughs> right yeah. That, yeah. that's as simple as that you just <laughs> yeah. right now i can't reason with you i can just support <laughs> you 
<laughs> or you'll chunder or run off. <laughs> right? I, can, I can hold your hair while you vomit. That's exactly. All That's all. I've just. This is all there is while your brain is gone. Catching up. Gone off. Catching up. Neuroscientists have, have have proven that now that it's it's um often teenagers the hormones they they are literally mentally impaired. Yeah. So it's really helpful to remember that. Yeah. I know, especially when they were younger, sometimes I think I've said to you, Dan, when they're inconsolable and nothing works, then suddenly it dawns on me, oh, they just need to go to bed early. They're just so tired that yeah. that nothing's going to work. Yeah. Um, and it's the best thing. It's like saying, oh, perhaps you're premenstrual. <laughs> it's about it. You're, it's like, maybe you're really tired, well. son. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm not well, no, you've got it. Yeah. The other exactly. thing is, you don't tell them. You don't give them a choice. Sometimes you can fall into that trap too of giving them a choice. What do you want for breakfast? Uh, and then, yeah, you put it in front of them. They don't have to think about it. They just do it. Yeah. Um, a lot of it with boys too is about looking for the edge. So what you described before sounds to me like Sammy's wanting to know: is this a hard edge or is this a soft edge? Can this I push outside, this out? This is the outside edge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, have and, I, and, have and I hit it? They it's about the they willingly willingly dwell there and. They look yeah, for it. They, they look for it. for it and then they want to know what the rules and boundaries are and they want to know the routine. They feel much yeah. more comfortable when they know, right, that's a hard edge. A bit like what I was saying about don't fuck with me. It's, they they want to know where that is because then they can put that out of their mind Yeah, and say so that's a hard edge over there. I won't go there. I mean, they'll try and push I feel, that I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm fucking him up when <laughs> – I feel like I'm fucking him up when I, I don't – when I withdraw the love – Right. When he's emotional. Now, and it's hard to do, like, to, like, but, but it, like, he's, you accept that he's like someone who's had a bottle of vodka mm. and, the, and all the hormonal stuff. And you can, you can lay down the law firmly and do all of this stuff. But I need to somehow let him know that I still, it, I'm not, I'm not going to abandon him now. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm staying yeah. here. I'm yeah. here when you want me. But you can have your meltdown, you can have your emotion. That's what I'm trying to do so that I'm not being the fucking baby in the room yeah. and getting and, and getting taking it personally, getting upset. That that's when I feel like I'm doing him damage. Because when he's upset by his development and his hormones and he thinks that I hate him for it, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, you've got to remember they're not they're not in control. It's not a decision. No. Once right. like they I reckon my daughter makes the decision sometimes to go down the upset road. Right. And then she gets caught up in it. Yeah. And then it's real. She's right. So that's an early decision. She's yeah. about eight or nine. Yeah. Something around that area. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> some nice parenting moment. Man. Who knows? And what's the date of her ninth birthday? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> All you know so, is you're getting older. I'm yeah. getting older yeah, and older. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. The, Yes. So after it's all said and done, once they're in and still at nine, they're not, they're no longer, it's not a decision. He, you know, you quite often say, oh, yeah, in the middle of this tantrum and he's thinking this or deciding, forget it. This is where yeah. I just go, just yeah. forget out. it. They're out of control. You can't let them, you've got to go back to the, the line and yeah. the band, the authority and go, well, they're still aware and they're going to remember. Yeah. They're going to yeah. remember if you just go, oh, whatever then. Mm. You're right. They're going to remember that, yeah. but they're not in control of their emotions. And no. get in your room is yeah. fabulous. And, yeah. you can, and you can have a firm because they, line. it's their space, and they can calm them down. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, they wander out of their room. You go, come out when you're ready to apologise and talk about it. 
and they come out in about 30 seconds. And they do. And, and go, I'm sorry, Dad. Yeah. Yeah, so you don't I'm have sorry, to be cruel can I come out about now? it. No, no. You, you just, it's not a punishment. It's their room. Hmm. Yeah, I know. See, this is, this is just all we, the, we, the stuff to untangle in your own head and your mm, own approach. Because mm. when someone traditionally does that to me, I want to get revenge. on This sounds so infantile on my part yeah. but it's these well-worn paths in me that i've got to go and hang on this is your child and they're trying to but it's your own fears that sounds like yeah. it's your own fears about you know those things having love withdrawn or whatever i mean yeah we we explain to them we love you no matter what and yes. we tell them that later on at the time where they're being bad or naughty yeah. i'm not going to show them love because I'm, I'm not going to tell them that if you have a tantrum that's the way you're going to get love right just try and just yeah. try and withdraw and not not continue yeah. yelling. Yeah. Um but yeah, look it's really it's really hard. Yeah. That that parental guilt is the most damaging thing, yeah. I think. And it's we've crazy. talked about that. I think there's too much information out there now. There's too many books. If you look on the age online, there's in a whole section about what you're doing wrong as a parent. Yeah. Um and oh. that stuff kills you. The, the only way I f- deal with parental guilt or feel better about it is Ask myself, am I trying to improve? Yeah. And it's probably the same in all aspects of my life. If I can safely, confidently answer, yes, I'm trying to improve, then I'm off the hook on the guilt front. If I'm being shit or slack, then some guilt comes in and it forces me to try and improve. And some guilt is necessary. Sure. Because because it's pointing out to you when it's healthy guilt, it's going, hey, you you did the wrong thing there. And this is what you, and see, this is the great thing. This is what you're modeling to them. Yeah. You're modeling to them that sometimes you need to take a look at yourself, including yourself. Yeah. Um, And sometimes you're just, you know, they also move on real quick, man. Like oh, little yeah. boys, especially, they're over it real quick. That's that's one of the worst guilt ones where you've screamed or they might have, you might have had a smack on the bum. This probably happened half a dozen times when they were little, so I don't want people thinking I'm a thrasher. But um, <laughs> that, but, but mild the, thrasher, mild thrasher. <laughs> but the worst part is later on after you've punished them or, or yelled, then especially when they're younger, when they become little angels, all of a sudden you're like, oh. Like suddenly they're behaving really beautifully and saying nice things and that's kind of what you wanted but you didn't want to get it in that way. Yeah. Man, they move on so quick, and I don't think they remember a lot of that stuff, too. They no, know, and they don't when you it's, do. They don't, but and they don't remember it when it's couched in all that other stuff with love and being present and being and caring about them. I think that, I think it has an effect when they're when they're. Um, you know, it's there's no love in it. There was a, there's a famous um, neuroscientist who's who who was studying psychopathy. This is an amazing story, right? I don't know if I've mentioned this before. And he was studying the brains of psychopaths compared to you know non psychopaths. Teenagers. <laughs> Teenagers. So he had all these. He they all, all look the same. Oh. Yeah, he, went, he went into the maximum security prisons and 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 the people who were considered psychopaths on the psychopath scale. He brain scanned them all. Then he had a control group of scanned brains of non-psychopaths and so that he could compare them, but he didn't have the names on or he'd covered the names. So he looked at it and then he's got the psychopaths here and he's got the non-psychopaths and there was a brain in the non-psychopaths that was like classic psychopath shape because they think it's physiological. Oh, the brain geez. of a psychopath is missing certain parts of the amygdala or some bits are larger and smaller. Anyway, he looked at it and he goes, this is in the wrong fucking pile. And he peeled back the label and it was his brain scan. 
Oh, oh shit! Wow. And he was a classic psychopath, right? And so then he wrote a book. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote a book about this. He wrote a book about this. And he Are you asked, sure you didn't just watch Black Mirror last night and fall asleep? This was, how many killings this, did he do? This was, <laughs> how many killings? He was he was a a, a really um, driven. Um, neuroscientist and psychologist, and he'd done so much work on all this stuff. He was a very driven guy. Now, he then went and started asking around. He said to his wife, hey, uh, do you think I'm a psychopath? <laughs> and, and all of his friends and family oh, yeah. went, fuck yeah, what are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> and he, so he, he, made the, he went on this sort of journey of discovering his psychopathy. Now, he, now what he found was that the determining factor as to whether they become they go out and torture animals and bury people under their porch is how much they lo- love they received as a child. It's yeah, like the antidote. Lord. So those people that had the, the neuro, neuro terrain, the, 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 the actual um, physiology of a psychopath that had parents who just slapped them and told them they were worthless, they're the ones that kill people. The ones that don't, who had love like he had. Yeah. He, he's convinced that that's what saved him. Now, he's still got traits of psychopathy, like he has trouble seeing the danger. Like his wife was saying, you used to take the kids up the sides of mountains and throw them off things on parachutes and do all this stuff with no regard for whether they would hurt themselves and and all these things. And, and oh. he had empathy problems, yeah. blah, blah, blah. but he yeah. basically was using his psychopathy for good, like a lot of US presidents who mm. use their psychopathy CEOs. for good. CEOs. Yeah, the serial pop killers stars, are CEOs, blah, right? blah, blah. There's all these successful people that have high incidents of psychopaths. It's just that. They had loving parents. They still have traits of psychopathy which allow them to function at a high level, mm. but they don't have the fucking killer. They don't have the drill holes in their head and eat their brains wow. urge, right? It's now, a great – you should have a look amazing. at this guy. He's amazing. But, so when you say loving parents, like that, this is where it all just cracks open. Because you go, what do you mean by loving parents? They knew they parents, were loved. They mm. knew, so mm. He parents knew he was were, loved. It he was clearly talk. a certain amount of – yeah. They weren't perfect, he said, yeah. but his parents were constantly um, Just, making it clear that he, that he was loved, that he could do anything, that he was a good boy, that he was a, a smart person, that they would be behind him all the way. How many times a day do you say, I love you to each of your children? I hardly ever did until very recently. Yep. Yeah. Maybe uh, a, cu- a couple of times? Probably a couple of times a week. It used to be daily. It's, it's weird. In our family, it wasn't said a lot, but it was no. certainly felt- in my wife's family, they say it like 10 times a day. Goodbye, I love you. Hello, I love you. Goodbye. Um, so I, th- I feel like we've found a good balance. But Yeah. It, it, yeah. It never, I, ne- I, I didn't really. My mum would have said it a fair bit. Yeah. Mm. But I never heard it off the old man. It doesn't but come I, natural. But it, me, doesn't, but it didn't come naturally. But with, with the kids, I just, I, I recommend out there is mm. kick it off early. Yeah. Where it's yeah. not fucking weird because yeah. it's just a little baby. Yeah. And 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 it, it, it pays because you can I don't know it just it's reminds you as well. It's yeah. not you don't have to tell them stuff. Obviously, that guy would still be a psychopath if the parent didn't love him but just said it to try and avoid him being a psychopath. The like only difference is bodies under your floorboards or not. <laughs> exactly, but, <laughs> well, but you can tell if you're faking it too. Like they can exactly. feel love more than yeah, anything. Yeah. But right, I, I have a little speech I say to Lenny every morning when I drop him off to school. Actually, I don't even realise I'm saying it probably, but I say. Goodbye. What does I say? Goodbye. I love you. Uh, may the force. But goodbye. I'm proud of you. May the force be with you. I love you, or something. And yeah, then yeah. I say that every morning. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and I think you're right. If you get into the habit of saying it, then it feels natural. Mm. Um, fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. No, but it does, it does reiterate. <clears throat> it's, like, it's like I don't believe that prayer is accessing God, but I do believe that prayer works because it prepares your, you know, if you, if you, if you sit down and meditate on sh- show me the way to yeah, be meditation. of help to people, help me to get through this, help me to get through this. Now, I don't believe for a second that it's God, but I do believe it works mm. because I've seen it work for myself. You, when you say things and you embody things, it, it, it you know, it, yeah. it, be, it, it starts to be. You, you become what you. I prayed one time. Did you? Yeah, one time. <laughs> How much cash did you I need? I ne- never once believed that anyone was listening. Was it during the St Kilda Collingwood Grand Final? <laughs> Shut up. How could you bring that up? You didn't Which pray. One? That was the problem. 66. I was three months old. I was three months old. You prayed once? Um, prayed once. And it was we were in this place in Paris, big a big kind of prayer hut at the top of the hill. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sacre Coeur. Coeur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. And, and I went, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go in and have a pray. You know, like I'm a tourist. Yeah. If I was at Disneyland, I'd go on the ride. I'm going, I'm going to go and have a pray. And I just went, no fucking, no ball. I'm going to get in there and just have a crack as if, you know, I, I don't want God to even know that, that I don't believe. I want to just fake it. Yeah. <laughs> and I went in there and I just imagined that I believed there was a, it was great. I enjoyed myself. Yeah, it's a lovely really. thing. Yeah. It's a very It was great at the thing. time. I was like, I enjoyed it, this big place. And I, and I was able to imagine and empathize. Hmm. And, you know, that was probably, I don't really taunted religion after that. I mean, yeah. Well, well, the desire for, to, for, for some kind of sense of elevation and, like the, you know, it's just meditation. It really. is, is a strong thing. Yeah. And Neuroscience has proved the benefits of meditation and prayer and those things. There's that mm. a mate in the rooms who is a neuroscientist or neuropsychologist and he doesn't believe in God or spirituality at all, but he believes in the neurological effect of believing and meditating has yeah. on the brain Yeah, because yeah. it's fact, it's proven. Placebo. Well, I don't think they actually yeah. that they can show the brain waves changing yeah. when you meditate. So and, and you also you also um, you also um, it's like sowing. Uh, what's the word? It's like preparing the ground for something to happen. If oh, you tilling um, whatever, yeah. and and sort of positive. Uh, um, God, I'm losing my words now. My caffeine's running out. But you, you have to kind of believe it's possible before yeah. you can do it. If you're sitting there telling yourself, it's the self-talk. Manifesting. Yeah. Manifesting. If you're saying, <laughs> hey, there's there's good people out there. There's good people out there. Then you'll be tuned to spot them and yeah. through the fucking myriad cunts. Mm. <laughs> 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 myriad cunts. Well, you focus on. Well, we yeah, nearly did an unexplicit bloody episode. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> no, we didn't. No, true. <laughs> yeah, you know, some myriad cunts are about. <laughs> I've got a question. I've got a new a new segment. No, just kidding. I want to see oh, Dan's face. No, but uh, do you think do you think that there that every father has their optimum period of fathering? Do you know when you talk to people that are just in their absolute fucking element when their kids are seventeen right. and they're adventuring oh, right. and teaching them stuff and nurturing them. And like Dan, you're you know you're struggling with the four. Mm. You're not though. You think you are, but you're not. You, you, you're going through processes that yeah, I'm just, shit dads don't does. go through. I'm engaging, right? With it. Yeah, yeah. No, you're engaging yeah. exactly. So everything's fine. But you not, might not think it is, but you're hankering for some sentient 
interaction, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, you might find that you're a, a 12, do you think? 12 yeah. to 16, you well, might have a vibe. From a practical perspective. Some like the babies. I don't like the babies much. Well, from a practical, I'm enjoying this <laughs> stage and age from a practical perspective just because we can watch films and listen to music that I can fucking tolerate. Yes. You know, we're actually watching the Avengers and we're watching Rick and Morty and we're listening to hip hop and yeah. we're... And I can explain away the bad shit, or we can talk about that. Yeah, I couldn't, you know, yeah. I couldn't stand watching Bob the Builder one more time, or Thomas yeah. the Tank Engine stuff like that. <laughs> it's difficult. Um, at least you're in a phase that you you like. I, I sometimes wonder that it. And sometimes you know too much too. Like sometimes I think it would have been easier if I had kids when I was eighteen because I'd be naive and not over questioning every yeah, yeah. bloody well you guys must impact oh, you the knowing too much and having yeah. all this guilt on the other hand if i'd done it when i was that young i would have undoubtedly damaged them because i was making such a big effort to damage myself that i that i you know but then i mean that's it's, an interesting one because having kids made me sort my shit out yeah true so that was the thing I remember. Oh, so the kids, you were bang on that time. Well, it took me a while to catch up, but yeah. I remember being in tears one night when we were drinking when I found out Nellie yeah, was yeah. pregnant with Henry and going, finally, I've got a reason to live. Yeah. Um, and that's how it felt. Yeah. Um, and not in a sort of, it just, yeah, in yeah, a very matter-of-fact sort of Not because you were not, depressed. Not that I was, was ready just... to kill myself or anything, but it felt like I suddenly had a purpose. A raison d'etre. Yeah. 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 So... And later on, when I realised I wasn't being the father I wanted to be, yeah. that's what made me stop drinking and start taking my life a bit more seriously. And I think that was eight years ago. So, yeah. I don't know, Henry was like five and Lenny, or maybe they were six and well, then two. You, or, and I remember you, you kind of did it a lot for them. That was the catalyst in the beginning. and, and But then it really stuck when you realised the importance to yourself as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's got to yeah. be that. But um, I, I remember watching that process because I was five years sober or something yeah and and that that's but i never had the kids you see as a and god knows how i don't know whether it would have made it easier well harder to get we've talked about that some ways having the anesthetic when the kids are young i was getting up to them at four in the morning and doing all that stuff and maybe being partly anesthetized helped i I mean i don't know well i see i can't imagine having a hangover with little kids but at the same time it would be really nice to be half cut most of the time because i was hungover (laughs) constantly when i was getting up to them that was almost my punishment you know two hours sleep get up to them Um, the big question isn't it like i retired a bit like dan I, i i'd say i retired just to just due to just being tired yeah from being a bit wild yeah i'm not gonna you know i didn't have to dry out or sober up or do anything like that, I don't think, <laughs> right? Just yeah. But I just right kind down. of slowed down. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I just calmed down. Yeah. And, mm. and then the kids. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty – it was a funny story about my uh, the first conception, though. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to give us do the conception Do you want to go there? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I was banging away. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, the second one's funny like that, but the first one <laughs> – no, I'm not going to give too much away, but it was it was a situation where I was going up, heading off for a, pretty much a wild weekend in the in the Gold Coast, right? On to the dream, Goldie, mate. Dream World, yeah, Big Brother <laughs> eviction. Oh, that's wild. Funny. Just a wild weekend, and right. it was like, and my wife's gone now. No, no naughty business, no bad business, because when you get back, you've got to. Knock me up, right? I right. got to be the right time to, <laughs> right. to impregnate okay. me, right? And we were, yeah. So we were, we were having a crack. 
Yep. So try to make sure the boys aren't too fucking Exactly. Sluggish. She's gone. Sure yeah, the they read shit. They read so much. She goes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't want any. You're old and you're fucked and I don't want no weak but sperm. Sperm will right? be coming out. Like, uh, sperm will She's come. already ruled you out right there, hasn't she? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sperm will going, has anyone seen a fucking ovum, mate? Yeah. Hey, if you know which way, which way's up? So cut a long story to mid-length. I, I went to, I went up there and I went and had a wild Wild weekend, just night after night after night, and got completely messed up. And I remember, and it, we will do our uh, weekly uh, impersonation. But I remember being on the couch, just like, and she's coming to the room, and I was like at home again, just like recovering. And I remember saying, "We mean no harm." Like, I was, just, I just didn't want to have to. Have sex, basically. Yeah, I was right. just so broken. Wow. I was like, oh, go wow, away. Wow, you really went hard. And she goes, relax, dickhead. And she put the piss stick down and said, it's already done. Oh, oh wow. 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 I got someone else. No. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, thank God. So the learning that I was going to be a dad was was the, the two magical moment in two different ways. I'm going to be a father, but also I don't have to have sex have to. because I'm exhausted. Did you go a bit wild? I know a lot of people, myself included, who went a bit wild too when their partner was pregnant with their first kid. Did you have your last hurrah almost? Nine months Probably was pretty old and tired by then. I was over 40 and uh, I I was probably, uh, yeah, a little bit here and there. I met loads of them when I was on benders. When I was out drinking at the Tankerville at 11 o'clock in the morning in in Fitzroy, uh, just looking for people to to keep drinking with, I, I ran into an... A huge number of guys whose wives were eight months pregnant. Wow, eight who, who months. Were, yeah, like they oh, were because they were terrified. That was getting to the because when you're standing around doing nothing, or you're working, or whatever you're doing, but you're not gestating a fetus. Yeah, yeah. So all you can do is sit on the couch and panic. And I think a lot of them. So you know, one of the great things for me about being older, having a kid, was all that was behind me. Yeah. I didn't have that fear of oh, they're going to take my party years away. It's like I. God, that's your last chance. Want... That's why I see it a yeah. lot. It's, it's their last chance. You to think go it is, wild. and it just isn't, yeah, is it? Yeah. Well, it either is or it isn't. Yeah, for yeah. me, it kept going. I'm like, no, no this has got to stop. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've but they freak of... out. Yeah, they you freak do out because they've out. got no biological, so this is it. hormonal connection going on. Or, that's it. or you know, if they stay sober long enough and stuck around with their pregnant wife, they might, you know, get a bit of that preparation hormonally too. Because you do kind of. And it's the same, I reckon, you know, where you were when you went, oh, okay, I'm a father, this is a job I've got to do. And there's not just I've got a a reason to live, like a raison d'etre. It's a reason to stay alive. Yeah. Like eventually that's kicked. I'm going through that right now. It's like, right, okay. It's not about being wild and boozing. It's about, fuck's sake, I've got a responsibility to try and not just drop dead. It's like Being, you know, overweight and 52. It's yeah. like, it's, fuck, pressure. certainly <laughs> makes yourself improve. I heard you talking about it too, Dan. Like, it makes you want to be a better version of yourself. Yeah. Like, I remember I've said, I've said a few throwaway lines and when Henry was like uh, four weeks old, I think I said to mum, he's got a look on his face like he's sent to challenge me. Yeah. And I thought that <laughs> sounded cool. And I'm like, fucking hell, he's challenged me, all right? It's more that 
the challenge to myself that's yeah. come with it yeah, to yeah. to improve or live yeah. or be better or and you know, you know on a kind of selfish level I'm I'm kind of pretty misanthropic and I've always had a problem with people I love hate I mean probably everyone does but especially because I drank to to help me socially and now not drinking and I've always had a bit of a issue about how where I stand with friends and stuff I, I, the idea of having a relationship with my kids so that when I'm older um, not just that they won't put me in a nursing home, but also that they that they might be people who know me well, mm. and that I can and <laughs> they that might I, like you. They might like me that I can <laughs> communicate with as I get yeah. older. That mm. I may actually have something valuable to say or give to them. God knows I don't want to go down to the fucking pub and mm. talk to people. So th- there's that to I really hope for that kind of um, relationship. So I want to improve. I, I I mean I you can see it as an opportunity for self improvement, or you can. Make life hard for yourself, really. And you've got, and you've got also you. You're not really that much of a burden when you're when you're wild, and you've got a partner who is or isn't wild. I don't know, but they get pregnant. They're not wild. Then you'd mm. hope not, right? Mm. So, so then they've they've had to jump off that bus. So eventually, oh, yeah, tolerance you, goes way down for that sort of behavior. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, it's bad enough if you're sick. You're not just yeah. You're either you're not just if you keep at it. Mm. Uh, like in the yeah. movies, mm. then yeah. you're not just not you're not just not present and not handy. You're a fucking monster burden. Yeah. Yes, you become the other baby. And that's all in your head. So it comes down to that same thing about whether someone who's psychopathic becomes a killer or a helpful genius. Right, and it's that same thing. Something in there makes you go, oh fuck, I'm gonna have to. Oh. Things are going to change here. You'll go either because, way. I because, had that with that. Sorry, go on. So I had that with that guy that I worked with. The only job I ever got sacked from was with this terrible oh, yeah. drunken drug taker in St Kilda, and he sacked me because I refused to go to the pub with him at lunchtime anymore because my partner had become pregnant and his at the same time. And it made me start to try and wind in, yeah, yeah. and it made him just go more wild. He started yeah. roping me in when he you just stopped. went more wild. Yeah, I used to on. bring people back to the office from the pub and, and then I'd be trying to answer the phones. And, and, and I literally got, in the end, got sacked because I wouldn't, uh, you know, smoke joints in the office and go to the pub for six hours. You with wouldn't him. have a few bumps um, before breakfast. No, but he de- he definitely went in the opposite So he direction. wanted to pay for a, not but, only someone to do the work, I'm sure it's valid work you were doing, Yeah, but well, also an enabler. Just someone to party course, with. Yeah, an yeah. enabler, yeah. But it was fascinating to watch him. So he deliberately start an argument with his partner on Friday afternoon so he could go all weekend. Mm. Um, Boy, that's a thought. We learn things here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch it. I go, oh my god. Um, and she was scary too. They were both scary. But first um, of December is break up. That was my policy that I never did, but I thought it was clever. Always break up in December. Oh, so you make party. up in January, right? <laughs> so you don't have to buy a present. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, wow. Well, and, you know, I, I, I um, the I when I was having a real hard time about three weeks ago. Uh, you just simply said to well that we talked about a lot, but you said it's really fucking hard. Yeah. yeah, and that seemed like pretty you know pedestrian advice, but it really made me feel better because no one tells no I one mean, tells you that people give you all this advice. The books say you got to do more of this, you got to do that, and on top of that, if it doesn't work out, you're to blame. But for someone to just state, look, this is fucking hard, and mm. you, and it's there's no. It's a changing, it's like a, a shifting ground. The ground's always shifting. And because we as men and fathers these days want to do more than just kind of impregnate someone, we, we, we want to get it right, we want to participate, we have to acknowledge that it's fucking 
hard. Yeah. And so, when that second one's on the boob, that brings it home. It's not a, you, you know, the first one you know, is like a puppy. <laughs> right? Yeah, You've got, got two people trying to fo- focus on it and da-da-da, and it's all you can read yeah, books and learn stuff and talk turns. about it. The, when the second one's on the boob, you go, fuck, there's jobs to do because the, the, the first one, you got some pretty hardcore interaction to have yeah. with that. And I just I just think, to be honest with you, it's not just you, Dan. Everyone's got their way of it. When I was in exactly where you are now, Tom was being a bit younger, but the second one was the same age. Right. I was at the point of just uh, – uh, basically I was looking into getting on some kind of disability fucking allowance. Right, yeah. Because my skin – you know, I ran a, a fab metal fabrication workshop here and worked oh, yeah. with the scooters yeah. as well at the time. But my the way it happens with me, anxiety and all that, this was like next level mm. and I had eczema so bad from head to toe, mm. I couldn't actually function or move, just couldn't function or move. It was just like physically Stress couldn't move. Stress was that bad. Stress was that yeah. bad. It was yeah. that fucking yeah. bad. Dads yeah. don't know what the fuck to do with themselves. There's, there's, there's no dads. Well, there are now, which I'll talk about no a little later. No one tells you day. that, though. Like you said, no one says to you. They say, congratulations. They don't say it about marriage and they don't say it about having kids. Oh, it's amazing. It's wonderful. The best thing that ever happened. They don't also say, hey, listen, it's also really, really fucking hard as well. Mm. So mm. you just expect it's all going to be wonderful and glorious. But yeah. it's Cause And, put and with same- the second one, you lose your partner. Plus, you've got to do all that work with the, yeah. with the first child. Is that kind of what you were getting yeah, at? Yeah, well, it, it doesn't like just double the workload. It, it, it yeah, it's a puts different it on thing. You. And it's a different thing and it's isolating. It's, and there's not, there's, not many, there's not many ways or places guys can – I think that's hit us all a bit like a wave. Because even in the 70s, fathers gave – didn't think about it that deeply. And, well, you know, I mean, yeah, they had, you have to suffer quietly. And, and I think also it's not suffering. Obviously, it's mostly joy. Yeah, it's all agreed. It's just yeah. really hard, but because everyone in the fucking world has done it, you know, or, or will do it, or <laughs> yeah. whatever, every everyone has caused someone to go through it. Everyone that's alive, yeah. possibly, right? Then, then it, it makes it hard to whinge about, right? Or whinge about, or discuss. Mm. You know, it's the same with. It, I reckon it's got to be tough for oh, a million times tougher for women got to go through this pregnancy. And that's just horrific, like notionally. Yeah. To go, you know, I just couldn't even imagine it. Yeah, you're not allowed to. Once right. you've seen that, you're it's, not allowed to complain. A, right? No, no, it's yeah. horrendous. It's yeah. her, it's horrendous. And they poor and the poor women have to go through the fact that everyone else has done it. Their mum's done it. Yeah, Their grandma's done it. Everyone. Yeah. Well, not what are you complaining about? They do have this network of going. Yeah, it is. Oh, it see. is fucking fucked. Yeah, right. right. But in the end, so they kind of know. We've all done expect. it. So it's this tricky thing. Like, mm-hmm. try saying, you know, towards the end of winter, get some sympathy for the flu. No, because everyone's already had. The, oh yeah, I had that two weeks ago. No, everyone's mm-hmm. like puts in yeah. their own experiences. Yeah, but yeah. it is. It is important. It is like it can hit you really, yeah, really hard. I feel much better talking about it with with this kind of therapeutic podcast. <laughs> so yeah. if anyone is listening, then uh, that's fantastic. But frankly, I, I don't, don't give a give fuck. A <laughs> you definitely <laughs> have to. Here with you guys, you definitely have to know you're not alone. Like I said earlier on about when I hear someone else screaming at their kids, I'm like, oh, good. It's not just right. me. And I've Everyone got limited bandwidth, and I yeah. think perhaps I mean I don't want to make generalizations, but. I just know there's a point at which I don't have the bandwidth, and I just, I, you know, I can't, I can't stream more than one thing at once. But I don't and think that's peculiar to you. 
No, sometimes no, no, no. it sounds like it. It. it, it yeah. No, but it, I'm it just. I, I can only. Days. I've got to talk mm. about it from my perspective, mm. and if people relate to that. You but know. I think that would be helpful if you'd understand that it's not. Right. It's not about necessarily about me and my past or my issues that are making it so hard. Right. Like sometimes we can look to it internally for the answers and start just heaping more responsibility, guilt yeah. and blame on ourselves um, when it's really fucking – it's really hard for people who care. Right. If you want to do a good job parenting, it's really hard. Or you can – that's the way I see it. Yeah, not yeah, give a yeah, fuck yeah. and let them play Xbox yeah, 12 hours easy, a day. You're probably just not there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that you're right. That's the clue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um we better get out of here cuz we're sort of running out of time. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, it was great. So great. We you got to come back. Yeah, I'd love and, to. And uh, we we need to work through some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, we're not working through it. We're just sharing our sort of stories, you know. I it's think great. Both. Working through it. I mean, yeah, yeah. knowing you're not Makes insane, you're not alone. Yeah, ben yeah. Ben Tuffy Lee, this is our life. <laughs> ben <laughs> that Tuffy was, Lee. That was awesome. And Thanks, also, please at least once a season, come in and we'll see. I want to see how this teenage thing pans out. Yes, we're very, I'll, go, I'll go back we'll, on everything I've said before. We'll play some, we'll play some sound bites on what you said you were going to do. That's what I'm very cautious about. No judgment on any parents, on any dads, because I know I'll no. end up there and I'll exactly. end up uh, eating my words. It's all, it's all going to shift from one time yeah. to another. But we definitely want to get people back. I mean, we want to have this ongoing yeah, conversation with people. So, so we'll do that. All right. Thanks, man. Cheers, Let's, thanks, uh, guys. See you later. podcast was recorded at Castaway Studios in Collingwood. Here, we provide affordable, accessible, professional podcasting production facilities to the full range of podcasters, all the way from basic studio hire right through to full season production packages. You can get us on castawaycollingwood at gmail.com or just look up Castaway Studios on all the social medias.